Okay. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jim Sharpentier. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about a historical topic. Um, this is specifically actually related to the Civil War and Reconstruction era, which you could pretty much say was the most divisive time in U.S. history. And this topic that we're specifically going to get into um, is often a pretty strong one, somewhat controversial. And so what I want to really talk about is the Confederate flag. And so specifically, I want to talk about the issue of taking down the Confederate flag. So there's been a lot of disagreement. There's been much issue about whether the flag should be taken down everywhere across the country. And there's much history tied to both sides of that debate. So essentially, to kind of break that down, many hold on to the flag with claims that it represents pride as really opposed to white supremacy, or in a sense that it allows them to really connect to their family history and their ancestors, really as a way of just honoring the people that came before them. Now, on the other side, as opposed to just remembering and cherishing the past, a lot of people really recognize that as a symbol of hatred, where it really is a reminder of the enslavement of millions of African Americans and really a lot of the dark things that come with that time of history, the Civil War and Reconstruction. It really does point to essentially the entire Southern state's secession from the Union, which was really all based on the support of the institution of slavery, specifically of African Americans. And so when we really look back at the history of the Confederate States of America, which is where that flag was put together, it was really all based off of essentially Confederate leaders first breaking away from the Union and essentially trying to put states together to create almost a pro-slavery empire, which is something that a lot of people looking back at that time of history won't necessarily disagree with. So with that being said, the question really is, does a flag or a monument truly point to a grim past? And does it even matter? So to kind of answer that question, I want to really point to a study that was done by The Atlantic. Essentially what this did was it pretty much took the Confederate flag as a symbol and really tried to look at if the exposure to the Confederate flag would really have an impact on people really subconsciously. And so the way they did this was they looked at a 2008 experiment that was done during the time that Barack Obama was running for president. And the question was asked if exposure to the Confederate flag would somehow make people less willing to vote for Barack Obama. So just off of that, a pretty interesting study, pretty interesting idea. But now looking at the results, what they found was white participants that were exposed to the Confederate flag had lower willingness to vote for Obama relative to the control group, which was essentially participants that were not exposed to the Confederate flag. So looking at that is very interesting at the surface. One conclusion I would draw is that ideas related to the Confederate flag were often very consistent with racist notions and white supremacist notions. And so looking at that, it can be said that a monument and a flag can truly have a lot of impact. So it's very difficult to just say it's just a flag and disconnect it from the history that it essentially came from. So with that being said, I want to point our attention to the actual Confederate flag in and of itself to kind of get a better idea. So what I'm looking at right now is a Confederate battle flag. And so this battle flag was known as the Stars and Bars. And so 
it was basically kind of a play off of the stars and stripes, which was the U.S. national flag. And if you actually look up this flag, they do show some similarities. There are a few differences. One thing to keep in mind is it had kind of those same colors of red, white, and blue from the U.S. flag. However, there were some key changes as there were essentially stripes through the middle of the flag to kind of make almost like an X. And from there, the color scheme seemed to be pretty similar. You had white stars along with blue and red. And essentially what this kind of points to is that the flag was essentially meant to draw a distinction from the U.S. So essentially what can be also drawn as a conclusion is that the Confederacy really did make really a pattern of trying to form a nation that was similar to the U.S., kept the things that they were okay with from the Union, but also allowed them to really cater to the institution of slavery, which is really what made the Confederacy honestly such a horrible thing. Additionally, we can even really pull up the Confederate Constitution in and of itself, where we can clearly see that essentially the goals of the Confederacy were really to build a nation similar to the U.S., but one that was built and rooted on the institution of slavery. One interesting thing about the Confederate Constitution is it also showed that Confederate leaders were pretty much blatantly racist and they felt no need to try to hide anything that they wanted to say and that and any goals that they had for the nation. And so to kind of just pull a quote from the Constitution itself, it reads, in all such territory, the institution of Negro slavery as it now exists in the Confederate States shall be recognized and protected by Congress and by the territorial government and the inhabitants of the several Confederate states and territories shall have the right to take to such territory any slaves lawfully held by them in any of the states or territories of the Confederates. Essentially, Confederate leaders made it clear that the institution of slavery would pretty much be what the entire nation would be built on and that there could be no laws that would try to interfere with that. And with that being said, we can clearly see that the Confederacy was essentially a nation that was built on the premise of racism, built on the premise of African-American slavery, and that that was the clear and blatant goal of the leaders of the Confederacy. Now, taking that into account, we can remember that flags, monuments, those things do have an impact. They do have an impact on the mindsets of a lot of people, how we look back at history. And so when we recognize that the flag does tie back to a nation that was very in support of the institution of slavery, and that was pretty much the anthem of the Confederacy, we can recognize that the flag does seem to be very connected to that. With that being said, I want to point really back to the whole divisive element of this conversation, which is that we really have two sides that are essentially stacked against each other. Another factor that we also want to keep in mind is really looking at very recent history. If we all really look back, we can recognize that the summer of 2020 was a very interesting one, and it involved a lot of controversy and a lot of difficult moments that we had to witness as an issue that has existed for pretty much the last 400 years has really come more to the surface in the social media era. And that's really regarding the issue of police brutality and systemic racism as we see it in this country. And we can really point to, for instance, the case of George Floyd and him having been murdered back in May, 2020 and that having really sparked a lot of protest 
and really shined a lot of light on the issue of racial injustice throughout the United States. In an article that was actually written by the NPR back earlier in 2021, really covered a very interesting element of these protests, and that was that almost 100 Confederate monuments were removed in 2020. However, there are, at least at the time that this was written, there were more than 700 still remaining. Keeping this in mind, it really disconnects to the fact that monuments do hold a place in people's hearts on both sides of this debate. That whether it is subconscious or it's blatant, at the end of the day, a flag, a monument, these sorts of things do have an impact on people. They do keep certain things at the forefront of our minds. So when we see a Confederate flag, a lot of times it's going to connect to the history that we know it's related to. And as we really begin to shine more light on the issues that we see in terms of racism today, we do still have to keep in mind issues that existed back then. Um, issues that were clear back then and essentially where all of this stems from, as a lot of the issues that we deal with in the area of racism in this country still stem all the way back to the time of the Confederate flag. They stem back to slavery. It doesn't really make much sense to try to all of a sudden disconnect the two, to all of a sudden take a flag and essentially say that this is all about just heritage and not hate. As a lot of people have said, that it just is Southern pride as it's just culture. But one thing that we have to keep in mind is that you can't disconnect, you can't always just disconnect a nation from what it stood for. You can't just disconnect the Confederacy, the Confederacy from racism, from slavery. So when you try to include the flag as part of Southern pride or part of heritage and all of these things, you have to also consider all of the grim parts that came with it. And I think that's really the main flaw. That's really the fatal flaw of people who will essentially say that it's all about heritage and that there is no racist intent in keeping the flag. You can't have you can't have one and not have the other. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It comes with both. And with that being said, I want to essentially tie this back to systemic racism. And it seems unfortunately that this sort of thing and these sorts of arguments are not really uncommon. It seems a lot of times whenever people bring up systemic racism and things related to that, there's always a group of people that tries to disconnect the two. As much as we've been having conversations about police brutality, as we've been having conversations more and more in the past year and a half throughout this country, even across the world, when it comes to systemic racism, there always seems to be a group of people that will try to deny things, that will try to disconnect things from each other, that will try to essentially shift blame, that will try to essentially take away the white supremacist part of the conversation. Whenever we talk about African-American people being killed in situations where that should not have happened, when we talk about these sorts of injustices, there even seems to be groups of people that will try to essentially justify the injustice that has taken place. When we look at the conversation surrounding George Floyd back in 2020, there was still a large amount of people that tried to essentially justify his death. When there really isn't, there isn't really much you can do to try to justify someone having their knee on another person's neck for minutes at a time, essentially leading to their death. There's not much you can do to justify that. And yet we find that same pattern going on constantly when it comes to all sorts of things. Even looking at 
the period of history that I was just mentioning, when we look at the Civil War and Reconstruction era, when we look at the Civil War and we look at even, even the Southern states and the formation of the Confederacy, we can see that same pattern take place as one of the justifications that was given by a lot of Southern states that joined the Confederacy was that essentially they felt threatened, that they felt that the North was oppressing the South, that they felt all these different things due to Lincoln not even becoming president, just being elected and giving just a small hint that he might not have been in full support of the institution of slavery, even though he did mention that he was not looking to eliminate the institution of slavery in the United States. Just off of them maybe thinking he was giving a hint of not being in full support was enough to have them use that as an excuse to secede from the Union. To essentially blame things on the North when in reality there was that goal as mentioned and as made clear in the Confederate Constitution that the goal in and of itself was just to create a nation that was built on the institution of slavery and that would allow them to keep that institution going unhindered and continue to reap all the benefits essentially of what they felt they were getting from that institution. And so throughout history, we constantly see that pattern take place all the way from then to this conversation about the Confederate flag. It seems there's always some way to try to turn things around, to try to, there's always some way to flip the narrative when in reality, we can't really flip the narrative. At the end of the day, a flag and a monument is still connected to whatever it's related to. At the end of the day, the Confederate flag is still related to the Confederacy. One thing I want to keep in mind and I want to bring to the conversation is there are ways that you can honor your family, that you can honor your family history without having to have this sort of racist connotation to it. There's even an article that was written by Rachel Nelson. I hope I'm not um, butchering her name, but um, even just looking at that gives a lot of practical ideas. For instance, you can even visit places that are important to your family. You can take pictures. You can record different stories that might have of what might have happened in those areas. You can talk to relatives. Just that could be a simple phone call, a simple conversation. You can look for old family old family photos. You can research your last name. You can find all these different things. There are so many different things that you can try to do in order to be able to honor your culture and to be able to honor your family history, to be able to do things like that. There are a lot of practical ways. But one thing we don't have to do is take monuments, take different things that do have a very grim connotation and do have a connection to a really dark past and try to all of a sudden use them and flip them around like we're just trying to like we're just trying to do something good for our own family history or for our ancestors and all these different things we don't have to go that route and i want to just close this podcast out with a quote so this was stated by senator paul thurmond as he really looked at essentially his ancestry and his part of this conversation um, this is also recorded in an article that was done on taking down the american flag written by facing history and ourselves and so this quote essentially reads i am aware of my heritage but my appreciation for the things that my forebears accomplished to make my life better doesn't mean that i must believe that they made always the right decisions and for the life of me i will never understand 
how anyone could fight a civil war based in part on the desire to continue the practice of slavery. And so I think this pretty much captures the entire argument in and of itself that you can be aware of your heritage, you can honor your family history, and I think those things are really important. But one thing is to recognize that that doesn't mean that you have to reference anything that could support decisions that were made in the past that were not the best. Decisions that did cause a lot of harm to a lot of people. So I think that's something we really have to keep in mind. I'm really grateful you tuned in to this episode. Keep all those things in mind and be ready for the next episode.